Welcome to Mindful Talk, brief conversations about mindfulness in the workplace and at home. I am your host, Lauren Wessinger. And I'm your host, Misty Anderson. And this podcast is brought to you by The Mindful Project. Welcome to Episode 2, Mindfulness of News and Media. I'm here with Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hello. So glad to be back with you um, and so excited to be talking about something that I think we're all living in big time, and that is um, setting healthy boundaries and managing our news consumption. What do you think? I think this is so relevant to this time of wanting to know what's going on, of having more time to consume media, and just having a lot of change every single day personally and in our country, and, and a lot of different opinions floating around about what's going on. So, so many opinions. So many opinions. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, who's right? What's wrong? Who do right. I listen to? Facebook says this. My grandmother told me this. It's it, between the people that you know, social media, and the actual news. It can be a lot. I feel very, very, very overwhelmed by it. In fact, the second or third week of the pandemic – I was watching a ton of news. I was like in it and I live in New Jersey. So, you know, we were hit really hard and um, it was really scary. And I started just having these terrible headaches and my jaw was just locked. Couldn't hardly even open my mouth very wide. Went to the doctor at TMJ and after talking with her, she said, you're watching too much news. She said, you're letting it all kind of disrupt everything. It was disrupting my sleep. Um, I had to start wearing a night guard, which is super awesome. Um, and I had to start taking melatonin to fall asleep, which I'd never had before. Yeah. And I would love to know, is that, was that your first experience with TMJ? Yes. Yeah. And so it just manifested during, yeah. Yeah. Just she literally said this is, and she told me, she said, you're not the first person I've seen in here with a lot of issues centered around swarming in the pandemic. Not even the fact of being home and being quarantined, but what we were coming into our brain. She's like, you've right. got all this stuff just coming at you and it's overload and it shuts it down and you're gripping tight because you're in fight or flight mode, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everything you're describing is classic manifestations in the body due to stress. Mm -hmm. You know, anything where the body's contracted, like in your jaw, right? Or your inability to fall asleep is exactly what you just said, your body kind of being stuck in fight or flight. So our nervous system, as you know, has this ability to to get really big and turned on. But when we're in a constant state of stress, the nervous system doesn't quiet back down. And when we're stuck in that place, we can't fall asleep. Nope. And when we're stuck in that place, we're exhausted, but the body cannot shut off or, or go dormant for good sleep. And I absolutely had 
some physical manifestations myself. Like I notice for me when something big is happening in the news, whether it's anything from, from a missing child in my town to of course things with this pandemic and of course some of the the protests i cannot stop refreshing my news feeds i know better but i'll be in bed with my phone just looking for the next hit of news and i know what's going on like my brain gets this little this little injection of dopamine every time i either open cnn or newyorktimes.com or Fox News, because yes, I read them all to see these very interesting perspectives they all bring. And I get a little hit of dopamine and then it goes away, but it's that reward, that constant reward cycle that keeps us going back and checking, even though we just checked like one minute ago, nothing has changed, but still there we are refreshing and refreshing and opening our apps. Um, so for me, it, it's similar to what you went through of, I had headaches. Um, I wasn't sleeping well. And like so many people, I just felt kind of stagnant in my creativity because of that. Like just really taking it minute by minute, day by day. <sighs> it yeah. feels like we've come so far, yet we have so far to go. Yeah. Listen, listening to you talk reminds me of, I mean, the early days of the pandemic, which I know it, it doesn't been that long, quote unquote, but it feels like a lot longer. It sure and does. I think the good news is, is that for people that are listening, that are stuck in that cycle of listening to the news, I think that there are things that you can do to kind of get yourself out of that. And that's what I really want to like touch on and make sure that people know that you can be informed and you can get news, um, but you can go about it in a really strategic way and a mindful way so that you're getting the healthy amount. And that's where I had to set some boundaries. Absolutely. And and I think one thing that's important to understand, you know, we went back and forth with, with the word addiction when we were talking about this podcast, right? Because addiction is, is such a, a powerful force in somebody's life. However, what happens when, when we're addicted to something that isn't like a chemical or a substance or isn't going to put us in jail, right? <laughs> or isn't going to send us to rehab or or really, really kind of mess with our, our life, something like news and media is just out there. There's no boundary. It's free. It's legal. Um, and so no one's telling us not to do it. No one's helping us with it. It's something that we have to sort of wrangle for ourselves, which actually kind of makes it harder. Yeah. You know, it's for like sure. we, need a, we need a news recovery group or something. Yes. Consider this right? your news recovery group. <laughs> yes. Um, so the first thing that I did once I got the TMJ diagnosis, um, other than getting the night guard, was to set myself on a little, she called it a news diet, but I don't like the word diet in general because I wanted to change this altogether. Um, and that was just setting some specific parameters around when I consumed my news. For example, I knew that the, the time that I like to watch the news is in the morning 
when I'm kind of fixing breakfast and there's not a lot of family around and I can kind of listen and cook. That was my thing. So I said, okay, from 7.30 to 8, I'm going to listen to the news. The second parameter, which was really important that I set for myself, and it was something I really had to observe and see for myself, was only listening to my news on a tablet or in my phone with my AirPods in. Because I started noticing that the news that I was consuming, which was intended for me, was trickling out to my family. Um, my husband would walk in the room and he would hear something and then, and then he'd walk out. And then the kids would hear something and then they would be like, what's that, mommy? And why are we doing that? And who's dying now? And um, I realized that my news consumption was becoming their news consumption, and that's unfair. Um, and so just by simply setting those two parameters of 7.30 to 8, I spoke with my husband about it. He knows that's what I'm doing. Like if he sees me, there's a tablet, you know, showing news over in the corner, and I've got my headphones in. I'm just listening. And then if I see something or hear something that's interesting to me, I'll walk over, pay a little bit more attention to it, but that's my news time. And those were my boundaries. And in the beginning, I wasn't really good about turning it off at 8, at 8 a.m. when I was supposed to. And I really had to like check myself and say, why am I listening to this? You made a, a deal with yourself. This affects you. You're sleeping better. My TMJ had gotten better. It's definitely still there. Um, but it had gotten a lot better. And so that's, that's my daily struggle is turn it off at 8 a.m. Um, but those are kind of my boundaries. And I had to set those for myself, and they vary for everybody. I'm sure yours are different too. I think that's so good because not only is it unfair to your family, like you said, I've, I've actually never thought of it that way, but it is. It's like it's – it's something that you need to do for yourself to be current in the world, but like your kids don't need to hear that. And so it's really setting the tone for your home. And we all forget how our kids are picking up every single thing, not Everything. even just words and actions, but they're picking up the information that your nervous system is sending out based off reactions to news. And we have to set the tone for our own home because who else is going to do it? You know, Agree. and I think too, like thinking about it at work, so many people are working from home now that, that I'm sure there's easier access to news while working at home. Cause you can just go pop on a website or get on Facebook, but a reaction that we have to a story, to somebody's opinion or outlook on a current event is going to change the state that we have in our body and in our mind. It can start to change our workday. And so if people at home are living alone, we can translate the same idea to, to being at work. And I know a lot of people are physically back to work too, but news consumption affects everything. It affects our performance at work. It affects our attitude toward our spouse. It affects our attitude toward our coworkers who may think and feel differently. And it's all heightened right now. And 
I think these boundaries are so, so important. And you know, if you break that promise to yourself, you know that you've broken that boundary, you get to deal with the internal dialogue and struggle of breaking that promise to yourself. And you get to deal with how it feels to watch too much news. And you remember your jaw is tightening. Your mind is tightening, right? Your headache comes back. And so we, we really have to do this for ourselves. It's so key. Agree. Um, I think that whenever the doctor told me about the diet and, you know, doing the news diet, I kind of thought about, okay, what else can I do? How, how can I be informed and connected? Because it's such a time where social media has really helped me as a military spouse in a state that I know no one and I have no family. Um, social media from a, from a connection standpoint is so important. However, so much of it has become a, a race to relay news onto those platforms that you bump into it. You know, you, you run across people that that's all they post about is the end of time and then we're all going to be gone in two weeks and the doom, you know, doomsday type stuff. And so another thing I really found that was helpful was kind of switching the narrative in what I post and making sure that what I post brings some joy or some ease to other people Um, or share their struggles because we're like I posted that meme the other day, you know, same storm, different boats. We're all in different boats, but we're all in a storm. And so if we can display that our own way through social media and kind of change that narrative for other people who are scrolling through their phone, it's a continuous effect. And I went, I went so far as to go through and kind of do a little purge. Um, and some people I didn't necessarily delete, but I hid them um, to see, not see their feet as much. I, I love them. They mean a lot to me, but their opinions bother me. <laughs> and the news that they bring to the table upsets me. And I recognize that. And crazy enough, there are people that I kept on there. This is really crazy, and I know people do this, so this is why I'm admitting this. There are a few people I had on my social media for a while that were doing the exact opposite of everything that I believe and do as a person, yet I kept them on and I kept discussing them. I kept talking about them with my husband and my friends. Can you believe this person? And then one day I was like, Misty, why are you focused on a person that doesn't share the same um, outlook that you do in regards to, yes, we're here, but we're going to bring some joy to the table. There was no joy. There was just combating. And so I finally deleted them. (laughs) But it took me recognizing, like, I was going back to those quote-unquote news sources just almost like hurting myself on purpose. It was very weird. And I know that other people have struggled with that. I've heard my friends like with ex-boyfriends and stuff on social media do that. So I know it's a thing. Um, But right now, it was news that was affecting me. And so I had to get rid of it. So I finally got rid of it. Yeah, I think that's really good. And I'm not surprised you were 
engaging to the point where you took it home to conversation in your house because I wish I could remember who initially said this. There are so many mindfulness teachers that have used it since, but the mind, the way it's wired, the way it's biologically built is like Velcro for negativity, meaning we stick to negativity like crazy. We just latch onto it, attach to it because it helps us survive the way it was initially designed. It helps us remember like, oh, that thing is bad. That thing can kill me. Therefore, I need to remember that thing. And then the mind is like Teflon for positivity, meaning we could have a really positive experience and then it just floats away. There's no attachment and latching. There is some, but we don't, we don't stick to it like we do the negativity. So we, we get some kind of rise out of it too. There's a lot of satisfaction in, in kind of like gossiping and, yeah. and negativity, you know? So it, it takes so much work to realize what you did. Like I'm going down a bit of a rabbit hole and spending my precious mental life minutes talking about something I don't want to talk about anymore <laughs> and to change and be like, you know what? It is not a weakness. It is not, it's not that I can't handle it, but to go through and, and edit your social media to take out the stuff that makes you feel like crap. I think it is one of the best practices. You will find your news, even if you don't log on to things more than a couple days a week. I mean, in a world of technology, you will not be left out of news. <laughs> And I think it takes a real strength to realize what you will and will not allow in your, in your life, in your conversations, in your heart. It's like such a beautiful way to put it. It's almost like we need little bubbles and totally. you have to kind of deflect all the bad stuff that's coming in. Totally. And, and on the same token, it's that fine line of, of keeping our mind clear by letting the negativity kind of bounce off, but also staying informed, right? We need to stay informed of both sides of the coin, both what our strong beliefs are and also staying informed of what the opposing side is, you know, so we have a full understanding instead of like a one-sided view. So that's the struggle, right? How do you keep that, that full picture while also refusing to let, let, people that really just want to argue with you into your life. That brings up a great point about news meditation, which go with me for a second because I heard this and I was like, oh my gosh, they're bringing meditation into everything. It's like shower meditation <laughs> and walking meditation and there's everything, which I love. You know me. So of course I had to read more about it, but the premise is awesome and it really is true to go back to mindfulness practice is rewiring your brain. It is scientifically rewiring your brain. And so if we can be in an instance, let's say you're um, watching the news and a topic comes up and that feeling you get, that fire when something rubs you the wrong way, they said it the wrong way, you disagree wholeheartedly, whatever that moment is, 
if we could then stop and say, okay, disagree, don't like that, okay, I'm recognizing it, then could we, okay, probably going to have to take a breath in there too, <laughs> take a breath, and then shift your focus and say, whatever this person's saying, why are they saying it? And could I, for just a moment, could be a half second, look at things from the other perspective? It's hard. It's hard. Just because you see someone's perspective does not mean you have to agree with them. Everyone needs to understand that. So if you see that, you know, your political party, whatever that is, is being bashed on TV or said something incorrectly. Can you take a moment and just say, you know, what does the other political party positively bring to the table? Because I think we can all agree it's all a big cluster mess. <laughs> um, however, both parties bring some things to the table. And so could you for just a second see the other side? Again, extremely hard work. But if the news is creating TMJ, stress, central nervous system issues, headaches, addiction, loneliness, if it's creating those things, then in my opinion, it's something that we need to get a better handle on. And so I've never, I mean, it took the pandemic for me to reach this. I've never been a news person. I've not been, um, actively involved in politics. I've just wasn't me. When all of this happened, I started to suddenly know that, okay, well, I got to know what's going on. I mean, I live like where everything's happening, what's happening. And so I just needed that news. But what I found was if I could take a step back and, and try this news meditation to shift my brain and then basically rewire it by just for a second saying, okay, I disagree with them and I'm going to either, sometimes I table it in my head and I'm like, I'm going to go look that up later and I'm going to see like what exactly they're talking about because that's the other thing. Sometimes you see this much of what actually the topic is about and it's a whole other issue that you don't know about. Um, and so I've actually opened my eyes to a lot of things I just didn't know about and that I was frankly being naive about. So, if you're willing, I would recommend for everyone to try this news meditation because everyone has it in them, but it's going to be really, really hard, especially right now with the heated topics that we have going on in the U.S. So, what do you think about news meditation, Lauren? It sounds incredibly healing. And as I'm listening to you talk, I just think, oh my gosh, I can think of so many familial relationships to that could apply this news meditation to 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 one to one relationship. You could almost take this so far as as like war between countries. I mean, if yeah. if the highest leaders could could practice this, and instead of needing to be right actually be interested in reconciliation, I can't even imagine what could change. So yes, Maybe yes listening. to news meditation. <laughs> awesome. Well, I thought we would kind of close things today with 
just a little news meditation, just kind of helping people understand it just takes a second. Okay. So wherever you're at, I want you to first start with a few just clearing breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth. Just very simple. All right. Now, now that we're nice and calm, we're going to think about something that maybe gets our heart racing. So I want you to think about the last issue that you've had that's been very contentious. Maybe it's school starting back and all of that. Um, maybe it's the pandemic. Maybe it's going to work or working from home. Maybe it's a disagreement you've had with someone. Whatever it is, think about that last time that you've just felt very, very contentious. Now, I want you to just for a moment think about that other person or the other side of the coin and see if you can come up with one thing that you kind of understand about their perspective. Again, you don't have to agree. Just see it from their eyes. Now take one more big inhale through your nose. And then let all the news and media go out your mouth. Awesome job. Feels good to great. let some of that go, right? Just let it go, like Anna says or Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> let it, yeah, I, I really have to do this a lot. Um, but like you said, if more individuals could put themselves in just simply other people's shoes for a second and understand the, understand the perspective, know it's okay to disagree, I think we'd get a lot more done. That was great, Misty. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you too. I appreciate everybody listening. I hope everyone has a great day. <laughs>